Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting all about building healthy eating habits. Join me for my live presentation on how to build a healthy habit that sticks. Here's part two. So moving on from that example is that building healthy eating habits requires three key things that need to work together for it to happen. You need self-awareness and honest, non-judgmental self-awareness. Judgmental is like, I'm disgusting, I'll never change, I'm unmotivated, right? Nip that toxic thought pattern in the bud, not helpful. But self-awareness in that, hmm, I really need to work on getting out of bed maybe at my second snooze alarm because that's the reason why I'm not having breakfast, etc. Or it's going, I actually um, feel stressed and overwhelmed when I have to cook a new recipe on particular nights of the week. I'll give an example of my own self-awareness. On a Thursday, it's like my emotionally low day of the week. I've just noticed that on that day, I don't care about anybody. And then Thursday night comes around and I look at my family. I have two kids. They're 11 and 12 and a husband as well. And I think, do I have to feed you people again? Like I don't want to, you know, does anyone else feel like that? It's just my low day. Now, if on my meal plan, there's some kind of fancy new recipe that I've when I was motivated on Sunday, I put on Thursday night to cook. Or if there's nothing planned, guarantee that's when either takeaway happens or I'll be, I said to my husband, I'm like, you just deal with dinner. And then he buys takeaway, right? Now, just because I'm a nutritionist, like I know what to eat. I know how to cook. I have really good cooking skills. But I've noticed that I'm, I have low mood and motivation on a Thursday, which means with that self-awareness, because I want to consistently make healthy food choices, I always plan leftovers or one of my favorite meals that I know still ticks healthy boxes. So I'm more motivated to cook it or I plan something super, super easy, or I just plan takeaway and I eat it without guilt and I often serve it with a side salad or something like that. And so I've learned how to manage my own expectations of myself because I'm not trying to force myself to be someone I'm not. I just have a layer of self-awareness. It's like on this day, I struggle on that day. This day is more tricky because I feel X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? That kind of self-awareness could be really powerful to help you start to get to the bottom of why you choose the foods that you do. The second thing is kindness, right? I talked about not being judgmental to yourself, One of the things we do get our clients to do occasionally is write down the food that they're eating because this process is part of getting awareness about your daily habits and what you're actually eating because sometimes our intentions don't align with our reality. We think we're eating healthy, but then we write it down and we think, "Mm, I'm probably not doing it all the time. But if you're judging yourself for those food choices, I guarantee one, you're going to feel pretty crap looking at that journal. And two, you won't keep doing it and reaping the benefits of the self-awareness that comes from it because you're making yourself feel so bad. So you have to be really kind. You're not a terrible person for eating the way you do. One of the things that I'm most passionate about is letting people know that food holds no moral value. Doesn't get you into heaven or not. It's not good or bad, wrong or right. It's just food. 
and your worth and value as a human being is not determined by what you eat. So just just take a look. What's your diet looking like? What's the reality of your habits? Be kind and that will then give you the space to start to see where some changes in your behaviours can happen. And lastly is patience. These things just take time. If anyone's ever um, tried to quit smoking before or quit other like pretty ingrained habits, just takes time. You just got to try again, try again, keep trying and you will get there in the end. Psychologists talk about this a lot and it's so funny that this hasn't filtered over to nutrition. Um, Well, I've been trying to do it for a number of years now, but trying to change everything all at once is actually the quickest way to fail. And it's what happens when you start a diet. You wake up on Monday morning and you're drinking this new smoothie for breakfast and you've got new snacks and a new lunch and a new afternoon snack, a new way of dealing with social situations. But if you then layer on the complexity of your life, dealing with children, partner, work, bills, family, your mother-in-law, bless her, right? You then start to realize, I don't have the mental capacity, like this diet is too hard for me. Or... So we blame the diet or we blame ourselves. I'm just not motivated enough. But really, you're actually a human managing a number of competing priorities. And so all what's happened is, is something that you've automated in your brain, your food choices, you've now put fully from your subconscious into your conscious and you're trying to do it all. So you need to break it down into some steps. So the way that I like to work with clients is actually by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and then helping them implement that principle, just that one, before they move on to the next. So it's kind of like building you a set of stairs. So you will get to where you want to go at the top of the stairs, which is being a healthy eater consistently, either losing weight or managing your health condition, whatever it might be. But what we want, because we don't like waiting, is we're the guy on the other side trying to scale the wall and we get ready for it. So Sunday night, I'm doing my meal prep. I'm, I'm getting rid of all the junk food. I did a big grocery shop. I cooked like six bulk meals and I've got containers stacked, right? And you're like running and you're going to run at the wall and you're going to run and then you're like, Dah! for the podcast listeners, I'm pretending to jump up a wall, right? And you jump up a wall and some days you like hit the top, but you're scrambling, right? You can't hold on only to fall or but most of the time you run and you hit your head on the wall and feel like a failure. So stop bashing your head against the wall. If you, <laughs> if that feels like a repetitive thing for you, oh, I'm waking up today and I'm going to be really healthy only to find by that afternoon or a few days later, you're like, stuff this, this is too hard, right? And you swing from one extreme to the other, then That solution is not working for you. Start to think, okay, I actually need to tackle my behavior and I can't do that tackling all of the behaviors at once. And this is why true healthy habit building is a different mindset to to doing a diet because you actually have to, one, be patient and two, not put a time limit on yourself. So when people come to me and they're like, Kate, I have a wedding in September. Please help me lose weight. I usually say no. Because you've just put a four-month deadline on not only you, but me as well. And that means that in order for you to achieve, often it's a reasonably significant amount of weight by the wedding because they bought themselves a dress that's two sizes too small for them. They then have to be extremely strict, but not only strict, they have to stick to it, (laughs) right? To get the results that they're after. And most people 
can't stick to the strict restrictive eating patterns long enough to get the results or they do manage to do it but then they're they go back to their old habits after the fact and they put their weight back on. So I usually don't like, I don't like the time pressure. I don't like the time pressure on me because then I get blamed if it's not fast enough and I can't control what goes in my client's mouth. I could live with them, but that would be very expensive. And I, I don't know if I'd be that fun to live with, um, <laughs> right? But the time pressure on themselves is very stressful, right? And they, they live in this all or nothing mindset. So look, There is a time and a place for rapid weight loss and people do it and people can be successful on it. They are a very small percentage of the population in my experience and I've been doing this a really, really long time. The people who actually start to learn healthy eating and gain understanding and when I say understanding is they understand nutrition and they're not confused and then they know how to apply it to them and their life and they feel good about what they're eating. That just takes time to build. You can't get that kind of thing overnight. So here are the sort of cycles around building eating habits. Sometimes for a lot of people, we need to learn, or should I say unlearn, the really bad nutrition information that you've picked up over the years. I remember um, a client who did Weight Watchers for a long time on and off over the years, and she just could not get over the fact that nuts and avocados and bread had certain amounts of points, which therefore meant that she couldn't eat them because of how much calories they had. Even though I said to her, it actually doesn't matter (laughs) the calories of those whose all food has calories. And what would happen is because she would ban these particular foods, she can't eat them, she shouldn't eat them. She would then overeat them and go from one extreme to the other on them. And so I'd be like, well, you're eating them anyway. Like you're eating bread, you're eating avocado, you really like nuts. Why don't we just learn to eat them every day in a really balanced way that so you can still enjoy them and get the results that you're after? So there was a bit of unlearning that she had to do, right, to actually make some progress because she, she just had these sort of pieces of nutrition information stuck in her head that would almost self-sabotage her a bit. One of the things that we do over at the clinic, and I also have an online program called the Healthy Eating Hub, is teach the principle of nutrition, which is actually a really broad idea of how to eat, which is actually good news because there isn't one true diet or specific way. And so you're going to get a lot of those principles throughout the next couple of seminars. So definitely get along to those. Um, But my online program teaches that. But we have to get rid of confusion first. If you're confused, you won't make any progress. You'll just be constantly second guessing yourself. So you need to be cool. I'm cool with eating bread. I'm cool with eating avocado. And if you work with me, no foods are eliminated. There's no evidence that they need to be eliminated. All foods can be included in a healthy, balanced diet. And so we individualize that fully to people. The second thing is applying the knowledge in a way that suits you. I remember talking to a client who was stuck on the idea that her personal trainer told her that she had to eat breakfast before the gym. And it had to be within 15 minutes of her waking up because of some kind of magical metabolism thing that would happen because personal trainers know so much about the body. Um, And so she was stuck on the fact that she had to eat at this particular time and it had to be a certain way, but it just was not working for her. She felt ill eating that close to her exercise. She couldn't find anything that sort of was easy at that time of the morning. And I just said to her, I was like, don't eat. 
like let's just just rock up to your PT session. Keep an eye on yourself. If you feel lightheaded or fatigued, maybe we do need to find something for you to have beforehand. But if you're fine, just have breakfast after. She was like, seriously? I'm like, seriously, right? You can have breakfast at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., 10 a.m. It doesn't matter when you eat it. This is why we have to individualize things a little bit and get out of our head that there are particular rules that we have to follow. Um, there are really only key principles. And that the apply part is then once you learn that principle is going, okay, well, how does this principle look for me? And for me, I actually find that I am not hungry in the mornings. I don't eat until around 9, 10 a.m. I've been up for at least two, three hours. I don't put pressure on myself because I'm a nutritionist to break my fast early because that's what we had to do. Anyway, now it's time-restricted feeding or intermittent fasting is really cool and you don't eat breakfast at all. But they, again, they're just putting a rule. No, you can't eat for the whole morning. I'm like, yes, you can if you want to. Anyway, no rules. That's it for today's episode. Tune in for part three tomorrow. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>